Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever Stadium Experience podcast. That's right, we are not live on 90.7 WXIN. Rather, I have finally gotten my home studio together, my state-of-the-art, modern, sleek, technologically advanced home studio, so I can continue to bring you people content as we quarantine, as we isolate, and yet, ironically enough, I'm not by myself. Gina Raimondo has not clipped my social wings, and joining me from his own house, from in front of some very, very audio-friendly insulation, we have the one, the only, friend of the show, Jordan Moment. How are you? I'm doing good, Jake. How are you doing on this fine Monday night? Good, good, Jordan. I know you had to have a daring escape from Indiana to get back to Rhode Island, and yet, and yet, as though a cruel twist of fate, you come close to me, but I can't see you. Yes. And frankly, that's the tra- that's the tragedy of COVID nineteen to me. <laughs> we can't hang, Jordan. We can't watch the prequels together. Uh, maybe, but soon. But how have you been enjoying things? How's how has this new way of life been for you? How's the prologue to the apocalypse movie working out for you? Um, it's really annoying because for some strange reason, all my professors have been giving me an absurd amount of work. Like, more work than they would ever give me in person. So, like, I've just been, like, in front of my computer listening to, like, 85-minute lectures, and it's just terrible. Hmm. Well, you're the one who decided to go to grad school. But nevertheless. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is true. That is very true. Even though most sports have stopped, even though there really are no stadium experiences right now, and as a disclaimer, the show does not endorse you going to a stadium right now or experiencing anything outside. You should stay inside. You should stay safe. I fled New York in fear when all of this <laughs> broke out a few weeks ago. I'm not kidding. I was in New York City when everything started getting bad. And I was terrified I was going to have to live there, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to live at the Marriott Times Square? I was afraid I was going to get stuck there, yes. No, it was a very scary time for me. But I'm back now. <laughs> and there's still some sports for us to talk about, believe it or not. Now, I've been out of the game for a couple of weeks. Once again, while I've been trying to pull together this very technologically advanced setup I have here. I sent you a photo of it, didn't I, Jordan? You did. You did send a photo of it's it to me. high tech. Nobody's got anything on me. But, it took a little while to get together. So there are a few things I haven't had a chance to talk about yet. A few maybe Patriot-related things, a few NFL-related things. I haven't really chimed on free agency. And Jordan, I I know that there's one story that I'm late to. I'm late to talking about it. But there's a story that's, I think, still relevant in the eyes of New England Patriots fans. I don't think they've forgotten it, Jordan. People can't really afford to have a short memory right now. You need to, you know, chew on the fat of a story for as long as you can. Just a- anything to think about, anything to occupy your mind. And that is, of course, the fact that I, not at least in my own show, had the chance to weigh in yet on the departure of New England Patriots stalwart, Nate Ebner, who's left. Uh, it's it's really it's really a detrimental loss to the team, to the organization, to really all of New England sports fans. I I honestly don't know. I know this is this is this is a really traumatic time. There's a lot going on in the world. 
outside of sports, inside of sports. But this loss is is we're really going to feel this one in New England for years to come, Jake. No, I mean, talk about a guy who really was one of the defining members of the team for almost a decade. Mm-hmm. Now leaving for uh, for a team like like the Giants, and it's it's. A t- I remember waking up on the morning. I had like fifty Twitter notifications. You know, Schefter, Rappaport, all the other mail was. I had I had people. You know, because for some reason, like. People I know will look to me for guidance in sports situations. I don't know why. I'm getting texts from, like, family members, like, what's happening? Like, how how do I navigate this? Like, what's going to happen, Jake? And I'm like, I think he's gone. I do think that that Nate Ebner, also the rugby player, gone from the team. For the New York Giants. So, I haven't had a chance to weigh in that. So, I just want to take some time, Jordan, just kind of to break that down with you and really think, how are they going to replace him? What are they going to do? What is the next... What's the next step for the Patriots? What's the next step for the dynasty? Is there a dynasty now? Is the dynasty over? There, there's a lot to it. There's, there's a lot to dissect you, but we'll dive into that later in the show. Can we table that for a little bit, Jordan? Well, I, I think we can table it. We have, we have to unpack it a little bit more. Yeah, so. we need to move that down. We need to warm up to that. So we'll start off with a few of the other free agents. Another one, who, another notable one. Another guy who's going to net them a third round compensatory pick, I think, which I, which is the main thing here. That, of course, is that uh, Tom Brady has also left the Patriots. And, I, I, Jordan, I can't help but feel like I'm the last person in the world to get to this story. You, you, you know, I, I mean, I hear, I hear that this Tom Brady guy was pretty good. Yeah, well, I feel like I'm the last person in the world to chime into this. I, I do. I think I'm the last yeah, person in the world to chime yeah. in. But I did. I, I couldn't. When I was trying to format the show, I almost was like, well, let's just not go over the stuff that I missed. Let's just go over the most recent stuff and just kind of act like, Nothing's happened. You just like act, just act like, but it's not something that I feel like I can just gloss over as we drop the bit. As we drop the bit now, it's not. It's not something that I. It's not something that I feel like I can just gloss over and not talk about. And yeah, no. So Tom Brady, who you know, literally my entire life, say for you know the the infant years, mm-hmm. that can be detailed in the upcoming project state. Uh, stadium experience babies, which is coming out soon. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you're going to the next step with that one. Yeah, the the I, I'm glad it got off the ground too. The the animated series, of course, you'll be in it. Of course, it it, it kind of retcons how we met in college, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's, people can look past that for the content. They want the classic gang together as kids, but <laughs> this is just a soft reboot. Is E Love like like the like the guy who like runs like the daycare we all go to? Oh yeah, he has to be. It's like a young Elove. <laughs> Does he have a mustache? Oh yeah, definitely. Like a big... got, he has the entire beard combo. Nice, nice. No, no, I feel like it's just a nice like Fu Manchu going. All right, okay. You can, I can see roll it? with that. Can you see? Okay, anyway, but for real though, like Tom Brady's gone, and mm-hmm. I admittedly, Jordan, am I, am I am I known to get emotional about these things? Um, you, you know, you you show you show some passion in the moment, but you you mostly remain rational, right? And here's the thing. I mean, not here's the thing. I'm not gonna try to break this down to one sentence. Like I'm the, like I'm the guy who's bringing facts and logic to this. But I knew I I felt it was coming. I did talk for weeks about how I had I had accepted it a, a while ago that it was very much possibility. Maybe more than other people, maybe less than other people. Made fun of Brady Watch, 
didn't make fun of Brady Watch, understood why it was being talked about, understood why the stuff was relevant. Also, by the way, all the people that were saying that people were crazy for tracking the real estate activities of Tom Brady, they were wrong. <laughs> the people who were doing that apparently weren't wrong, which kind of sucks because now next time there's a big free agent, we have to do this all again. Like, that's the annoying outcome of this. Like, now we... Now you do legitimately, as a part of sports media, have to track the real estate and investment activities of big free agents. Mm. So that's annoying. That that'll become the norm now. But nevertheless, or or maybe the real the real conspiracy is is that Tom Brady took his money out the stock market and invested it in real estate. I don't think that happened. And I did Probably track not. every facet of this, so I think if that had happened, I w- like if that had happened, that would have legitimately been an ESPN article that that had happened <laughs> during Brady Watch. We'd be like, oh, who? Do- How does that represent taking it out of the stock market? Stock market's in New York. Guess that means he might not be going to it an- somewhere in the Northeast. <laughs> but you see, the sad thing is, then the person who wrote that article would be somewhat vindicated now. Be like, I wasn't wrong. Might have been a factor. You can't tell me it wasn't. Can't tell me it wasn't a clue because the thing happened. But <laughs> anyway, so Tom Brady's gone. Mm-hmm. And I'd accepted it. I didn't even necessarily feel like the Patriots, like, it was 100% in the Patriots' best interest to resign him, which sounds crazy. Well, it doesn't sound crazy. But to me, I, I had accepted that there were paths that didn't involve Tom Brady. There were legitimate paths that didn't involve Tom Brady. And. Now we're on one of those. That's the timeline we're in, Jordan. We're in a no Tom Brady timeline. Now the team, Mm -hmm. like I said, the team could not have retained anybody and re-signed Tom Brady. They couldn't have. They couldn't have retained Tooney. They couldn't have retained McCourty. And I'm not saying that those are, you know, bigger retentions than Brady at all, because they're not. Like, Brady is a bigger difference maker than any other player on this roster. By a mile. Am I wrong to say that, Jordan? Um... You're not wrong, but but I I, I I slightly disagree. Okay, sure. We can die. Okay, that's interesting. We'll dive into that. We'll put a pin in that. We'll get to that in a second. But Okay. There were paths without Tom Brady, so I'd accepted it. Now, mm-hmm. the thing I said about Nate Ebner, legitimately true for Tom Brady. You wanna hear something kind of bad? You wanna hear a really bad, like me trying to be this sports media guy moment for me? Tell tell me in like I um I overslept the day that Tom Brady left. I, I woke up to the news already basically breaking. So let me tell you, my phone was lit up. Like when I'm not, when I'm not, I'm not kidding when I tell you that like I legitimately had like family texting me, like wanting me to like break it down for them. Like Jake, how's this happening? How is he leaving? I'm like, do you want me to go over like the five month timeline of Brady Watch? Do you want me to go over like the time, everything that went down with the Jimmy Garoppolo trade? Do you want me to go down, like, the timeline of, like, his contract negotiations last year, two years ago when Alex Guerrero wasn't allowed on the sidelines anymore, then got his, then got reinstated as being able to go in the locker room? Like, do you want me to go over that? Like, how much of this do you really want? How much of this inane nonsense that I was forced to follow? Or that I forced myself to follow? I can't act like I was forced to, but I did. I chose to follow it. Do you want me to go over? And, like, so where's he gonna go? I'm like... It's either going to be the Patriots or the Buccaneers. And maybe that's kind of the shocking thing about the Tom Brady situation. Jordan? Mm -hmm. I think that might be the most shocking thing is how quickly... I don't want to get too into this stuff now because, like, this is the old news. 
But how quickly the destinations for Tom Brady just kind of shrunk. Like, it seemed like going into free agency, he had a lot of a lot of landing spots, a lot of interested parties, and maybe he still had them. Because in defense, these NFL things happen so quickly. Like, they mm-hmm. seem to happen within the course of really, like, a day. Like, everything suddenly gets sucked up, which is fun, which is what makes a free agency great, unlike baseball. Which we'll talk about baseball later in the show, but NFL free agency, very much not a slow burn, but it seemed like he had the Raiders in the, and like I said, this all feels like a lifetime ago now, <laughs> but you had the Raiders in there, you had the Chargers in there, you had the, I can't even remember the other teams now, like it feels like forever now. <laughs> But you had the Dolphins in there. And then suddenly, boom, it was only the Patriots or the Buccaneers. Like, it felt like in a heartbeat. It became those two teams. And Brady. He picked the Buccaneers. Which a lot of people felt like he wouldn't leave. I kind of felt like he maybe, in the end, would back off and not come. And then the contract came out. Got mad about that for about a day. Saw the number. Thought, oh, well, why couldn't they match that? Because he basically, you know, he basically got the Drew Brees deal. Because the thing that, actually, no, I will say this. The thing that did frustrate me was when I saw the deal in the in the contract he had, which is basically like base two years, $50 million, could get to more money. The deal he got was literally the deal that I think every single person on the planet, like every single like person who vaguely kind of understands how these contracts work was saying, why don't they just offer Brady that? Like, why don't they just offer Brady, like, the two, two-year, two 25 per million deal that the Saints keep giving Drew Brees? And, I, every like, me, at least I know I had been. I feel like plenty of other people were, had been saying that for, like, years? <laughs> like, a year or two? Like, as soon as the negotiation stuff started getting bad. And then Drew Brees, I mean, Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers got... Really, basically that deal, he, he got a one-year $25 million deal? But, you know, he got one-year $25. And just, I remember looking at that at the time and just feeling, you know, well, now the Patriots are going to come out and they're going to try to, like, sell us this crap that, like, and they did. They'll come out and say, you know, well, not Belichick, but, like, Robert Kraft will because he has to save face. But they'll come out and say, you know, like, we couldn't really get, get together on a deal. We couldn't figure out what the exact value was. We couldn't, we were too far apart. And then, yeah, like, the deal is the exact cookie-cutter thing that, once again, I think basically literally everybody was saying they should just give him. So, that was the frustrating part of it. But, like I said, I understand that it wasn't a lock he was coming back. I understood it wasn't a lock that him coming back was the best thing for the team. And I'm saying this now, Jordan. So, mark it down that I'm saying this now. All right, I'm marking it. But also, you know. Once again, rational brain, there's some good to it. You know, you want to move on earlier than later. That's probably the smart thing to do, really. How many years did they have left? I'm saying this now. I'll admit it. I will probably cry a little bit when I see him play for another team. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit? No, like, I will. Like, because like, it's easy for me to sit here right now in, like, you know, like, roster building mode with just, like, all I have in front of me is, like, tables and depth charts and, like, a spreadsheet with salaries. And, like, you know, the worst it gets is I see, like, you know, like, 
a, a like a photo edit of him in a different team's jersey, which you, know, you, you see those for every player anyway. Like that's fine. Like you see those the second they say anybody might go somewhere. So that's not the same thing. Like yeah. So but it's all you know, cut and dry, kind of in the lab, all on paper. I can, you know, be logical then. Very easily. Like, I'm playing Madden. It's easy. Like, you're, you're looking at numbers and stuff. But yeah, like, when I actually see it, it it'll probably hit me. I'm not going to lie, Jordan. It'll get me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when it will get me. But then that, you know, we'll, we'll move into the... It's, it's just, I'm saying that I have a heart, Jordan. I do have a heart. Okay. But... We'll, we'll lock that back in the box. Mm-hmm. We'll, iso- we'll isolate my heart. And just beg the question, you know, is Tom Brady leaving? Is moving on from Tom Brady? Is that the right thing for the Patriots? I mean, is it going to end up being the right thing for the Patriots? Because now it's happened. It's not a hypothetical, but is it the right thing? And for a while, I said I could see it. And... Looking at how they have no salary cap somehow. Like like how they have wound up in a situation with no cap. Without totally having to gut the roster. So we'll get into mm-hmm. the greater you know, Patriots roster building in a little bit. Yeah, like is this the best thing for the Patriots, Jordan? Well, well Jake, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do something out the ordinary here. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw down a hot take for you. Okay, what do you got? What do you got? I'm I'm throw, I'm throw down a hot take. I I I read I read a comment on Instagram, you know, when he was making the rounds, the announcement on all the sports pages and all that stuff. Sure. And I I read one Instagram comic comic comment that I agreed with. Uh someone says, you know, everyone's playing this up, but the fact of the matter is Tom Brady's been cooked for a while now. And I agree. Oh no. No, God, no. No. <laughs> I'm not gonna play that game. Like I no. don't I genuinely don't believe that. I, you know, you have a guy who won the MVP two years ago. Mm-hmm. Last year, I've said this for a while. I said this last year. I said, well, during the last season now, I guess we'll call it last year. During this most recent NFL season. Mm-hmm. And I said the year before too. Tom Brady, last two years, has gradually taken a few, has taken a step back. Yeah, obviously. I mean, he's 42, 43 soon. Like, obviously, like, his play declined a little bit. I've said that I think that that decline in play was exponentially exasperated, exacerbated by the talent around him. I think it made him look a lot worse than he's been. Tom Brady had not a phenomenal season last year, but I think a lot of that was the byproduct of what was around him. The offensive line not be not playing to its same level last year, partially because David Andrews was gone, partially because some players took a step back. So no, like I'm not like I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that and say, especially now that he's gone, I'm not gonna do that. Like I'm not gonna sit here and say that Tom Brady's cooked. I didn't think he was cooked last year. I still think that he like I still think that Tom Brady being on this team was their best chance at a Super Bowl this coming year. I think if Tom Brady stayed, the Patriots still remain a Super Bowl contender, not a favorite. But I think when you have Tom Brady. Unless, you know, unless he does take that giant jump off the cliff, which is going to happen, and it's going to happen abruptly, and it's all going to happen at once. Like, I know it's going to happen. It could happen this year. could happen next year. I don't know. But it hasn't happened yet. Like, saying Tom Brady's that's ridiculous. He's not cooked. He's, he's kind of cooked. Like, the guy won a Super Bowl a year ago. 
and it was the worst Super Bowl game ever played. But he still led a game-winning drive. Like, he still turned on down the strike. Like, he still passed for 4,000 yards last year. Like, he still, with really nothing at any of the skill positions. Like, it's just, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's cooked. Like, I'm not, and I'm, we don't even need to get into, like, a how good is Tom Brady argument, other than that, you know. Like, I mean, I mean, he's still, he's still probably the best quarterback that was even remotely on the table last year for free agency. No, and he was. But and like, no, and he's still a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Like, I'm not going to argue. Like, I'm not going to entertain any other argument. He wasn't an MVP. No. He wasn't an MVP candidate last year. He wasn't up to the usual Tom Brady level last year. And that, you know, is partially a decline in skills because he's getting older. He's losing some zip on the ball, this, that. But also, if he had Gronkowski still with him, the O-line playing to the same level, it would have been so much less noticeable last year. And I don't think it's a knock on Tom Brady. So I think that it just, it made it look like it all came at once. It made it look like the decline was steeper than it was. Because there was a decline. But, anyway, but the fact that that is happening, the fact that I know it's coming all at once. I've said it for like two years. Like, it will happen. Like, one day he will get up and just his arm will not work the same anymore. It's exactly what happened with Peyton Manning. It's what happened with Favre. These guys do not, I mean, I know I said he's having a gradual decline in skill, but it's been small little bits and pieces. These guys also, though, have just a sharp decline out of nowhere, and then they're not the same player anymore. And it all happens at once. So that'll come with Brady, and that's why I don't mind, like, I understand the Patriots not wanting to commit to him for two years. At the same time, I completely understand why Brady <laughs> wanted a two-year commitment, because them not wanting to decline, them not wanting to commit is them saying, no, Brady, we know you're old. And we don't trust old. that you're going to not stay old. He is old. Yes. They should not have trusted him. No, this is why I don't, which is why I don't knock them for not wanting to give him close to $30 million. But also his whole brand is built around, no, 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 no. I can fight back the tides of aging. So, I mean, you know, and I get, like, I get it. And he's gone now. So that's it. He's gone. And it, like I said, it doesn't, if he had gone for a one-year deal, I would be ballistic. I'll say that. If after all the pop and circumstance, he had signed with the Buccaneers for like one year, I'd be ballistic right now, Jordan. Like then I would legitimately be like, well, what the fuck happened? Like how, like this was clearly just a clash of egos. Like somebody could not just humble themselves in this situation. Either Brady couldn't have, like, humbled himself and taken slightly less money. Belichick couldn't have humbled himself. Like, this like this did not need to happen. But, and I almost felt that way for a second just when I saw the value of the deal. Because obviously if he had signed with the Buccaneers for, like, some absurd amount of money, I would have been like, fine. Like, what? Like, if it was, like, two years 70, I would have been like, okay, yeah, that was never going to happen. Like, that, that would never happen. Like, good luck. Okay, never mind. But, he's gone now. And now we move on. <laughs> like now, now it's a bold new era for the Patriots. And what do they do? And the thing people have talked about and the thing that's been the big thing has been, obvi I mean, obviously it's, you know, what do they do next at quarterback? And I will say this, go going into this offseason, mm -hmm. this offseason had more quarterbacks available, like more even if I don't say good quarterbacks, name brand quarterbacks, I guess, you know, appealing quarterbacks, 
starting caliber quarterbacks, quarterbacks mm-hmm. with good resumes. Yeah, name brand. Quarterbacks available than any offseason I can ever remember. And anybody can ever remember. Obviously, you had Tom Brady for one thing. Drew Brees mm-hmm. was a free agent. Philip Rivers was a free agent. Now, mind you, Philip Rivers, I think, falls into the name brand because he fell off a cliff last year. But still, like, Philip well, Rivers... Philip Rivers is, is the definition of cooked. Right, but still, like, you never you don't even see a guy like Philip Rivers move very often. You know, Cam Newton wasn't mm-hmm. a free agent necessarily, but, like, he was on the table. Andy Dalton on the table. A guy like Teddy Bridgewater. A lot of, you know, a lot of... You never see that many quarterbacks who at least have, you know, real deal starting quarterbacks available at once. Like, can you remember anything like that in your lifetime, Jordan? Um, no. No, the answer is no. Thank you. And in fairness, and in a way, the Patriots have kind of positioned themselves in a way where they have the pick of the litter. They have kind of put themselves in a position where A lot of these starting quarterbacks who maybe thought that they would, you know, a lot of these guys who teams thought would, who people assumed were going to go somewhere for starting jobs, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, kind of, you know, the biggest names out there. I mean, is anybody else you can think of Jordan? Like I'd say those are like the biggest available quarterbacks still out there. Forgot about Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, sure. Joe- <laughs> you want to talk about cooked Jordan? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 definitely. But, I mean, we'll stick with, you know, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston. Former MVP, mm-hmm. former number one overall pick, and a guy who has started a lot. <laughs> but, no, but, like, that is great for available quarterbacks. In fa- Like, compared to what you usually have available to you, like, that is spectacular. I mean, yeah, but like the bar is so low, though. No, like you have it is, it is low. I mean, you have Jameis Winston, who uh, the man, the man is he, he's Mister Turnover. Yeah, like, we don't, we don't, hang on, hang on, we don't need to analyze the ball individually right this second. But still, like, point okay. is like, you know, the quarterback carousel ran, and really quickly, all three of those guys really have been left out. So, and those were kind of the guys who were. Pre- Projected to be potentially on the move. Potentially go to teams that need starting quarterbacks. So the Patriots. Somehow. Kind of wound up in a position where they have the pick of the litter of those guys. And I don't want the Patriots to add a single one of them. At all. I don't want any of them. I don't want Cam Newton. I don't want Winston. I don't want Flacco. I don't want Dalton. And I'm not even going to get into like analyzing each of them individually, Jordan, because it's not even necessarily about who they are as players. I mean, it is. I mean, obviously, it it partially is. I just don't think any of them are that great. But it's more so that I I would, like, I I am very firmly on the Stidham train. And I'll tell you why, because I want your thoughts on this next. But I'll tell you why. None of those quarterbacks I named, none of those free agent guys are going to be, you know, the next are going to be the next quarterback the Patriots win a Super Bowl with. None of them are. I I can 100% guarantee you that. If any of them comes in as, you know, the bridge guy, it's not going to work. They're, not, they're just not going to win with them. 
I think, I mean, I think Cam Newton's cooked. I mean, like I said, I think Andy Dalton just is bad. I think Jameis Winston, they're not going to bring in a quarterback with that many turnovers. Like I said, don't analyze it. There's my analysis on the three of them. So, Nate, did you enjoy it, Jordan? I said I wasn't going to yeah. give it. I gave it. Yeah. So, there that, it is. Yeah, that's- I mean, I don't, I don't think Cam Newton's as cooked. I'll play but I, I, don't, I don't know if Cam Newton can, can play on a competitive level. No, exactly. He's he suspect to me now. Exactly. But anyway, so none of those guys are going. And I'm sure that if any one of those guys came in, played with the Patriots, great success, they'd make the playoffs because like, they'd make it work. Like, it, it would work. It would look good. People would, people would say that those guys revitalize their careers. But, like I said, they're not going to be the next guy. Now, am I going to sit here and tell you that Jarrett Stidham is going to be the next guy? Like, he like he is it. He is the thing. No. That would be crazy for me to tell you. For me to guarantee. For me, for me to feel even really strongly about. That would be insane. Any, like, anybody who's, like, going to tell you that, they're insane. Or they're just talking themselves into it. Or they're, like, the biggest Auburn fan in the world. Or they're Jarrett Stidham's mom. I don't know. But. I like him. I liked him coming out of the draft. I liked him in the preseason. I like what I read about him. So I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to make it too much about, once again, I'm not even going to make it that much about Jarrett Stidham either. Like, I'm not going to give an hour of Jarrett Stidham analysis. There are people who do that. There are people who post, you know, just like throw compilations on face, you know, on Twitter and they break it down in the thread. And, you know, like I said, like, the, like he looks like he is a guy who has some talent, has some tools. Maybe he can be good. I don't know. But Jordan, you know what the biggest part mm-hmm. of that last statement is? You don't know. I don't know. So maybe, <laughs> like, at least there's the chance that Jarrett Stidham can maybe, maybe be the next guy. There's at least that chance. And I'm not even going to get into like, oh, well, Tom Brady was a sixth-round pick, so why can't Jared Stidham make it as a fourth-round pick? Because that just really doesn't happen a lot of the time. Like, I'm not going to act like that's just not the norm. Like, it's just not normal to get a real-deal starting quarterback late in the draft like that. It's not the norm. It's probably not going to work. He's probably not going to turn out to be a eight-time Pro Bowl quarterback. But like I said, I know they're not. I know Cam Newton's not gonna be their quarterback for the next ten years. I know Andy Dalton isn't. I know Joe Flacco isn't. I know Jameis Winston isn't. Like at least they can try it with Jarrett Stidham, and also try it with Jarrett Stidham at about a twentieth of the cost of one of those guys. By the way, that's no small thing, Jordan. At least they can try it with him. And I and really every result is good. Either a, you know, maybe you know, a few permutations of a, but a, yeah, he looks pretty good. Like I thought he looked good in the preseason. The one time I remember seeing him in a regular season game, he threw a pick six, but that's fine. That's whatever. We forget about that. But he's good. He's promising. At the very least, like, now you have a young, rising quarterback on your roster. Maybe you're not married to him. Maybe you still look for another... At least it's good. You know, it looks good. You had a guy... I still think the Patriots are the favorite in the division. 
No, they're not. I, they are. They, I mean, I still think they're the Patriots not. are the favorite in the division. We can talk about that in a minute then. But, like, assuming that Jared Sidham is competent, which Belichick, you know, Belichick has gotten competence out of lesser players, I think. I mean, I have to say he's a better prospect than Matt Castle by nature of the fact that Matt Castle did not start a single game in college. Jarrett Stidham, Jordan, you know, Jarrett, you want to hear a big, big, uh, big analytics stat on Jarrett Stidham? He, he started, he started his uh, last two years at Auburn. He did at least start one game in college. <laughs> That's a real deep dive stat. I have my, my packet in front of me on Jarrett Sidham and Matt Castle oh, on boy. about, on about page uh, nine. That's a bullet point. <laughs> it's an underlined bullet point. Did at least start one game in college. You, you got, you got that one from your stats department. Yeah. And then up for you in very like five point font, very tiny on like the 20th page. Also threw a pick six on like his first professional throw <laughs> in a regular season game. Ve- very small font. Mm-hmm. Very small, but like I, so fine. Like also, like this isn't the oh, like this isn't the you know the oh eight, te- you know the oh nine team where they were coming off of being undefeated. But whatever. Like Belichick made it work with Garoppolo. He made it work with Brissett. Yada 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 yada. So ever like you know if Jarrett Stidham is like something, I think they can win. I think they, I think they're still the favorite in the division. Also, like I said, I even think like he. If Jared Sidham is at least competent, he will, like I just said, he will not be 120th. Excuse me. He will not be 120th or less as competent as, like, Andy Dalton, who you'd once again be paying about 20 times more. Like, I want to keep reminding people of that fact. Like, Jordan, do you think Jared Sidham will be 120th or less as good as Andy Dalton? I, I think at the, the worst case scenario, he's as good as Andy Dalton. Okay, I don't want to say that because that's just because Andy Dalton at least at a point was a competent starter, if not not good. Which like if if you can get Andy Dalton in the fourth round, like frankly that's good drafting. But anyway, Andy Dalton was a second round pick. Frankly, still kind of good drafting, all things considered, with how quarterbacks work. But anyway, so that's a he's good. They make the playoffs. They win ten. They win nine, ten games. Which I still think I still think is what's gonna happen with them, regardless of what they do. But wait, but Jake, Jake, you have to remember. Nine and ten games is bad because the season has seventeen games. Oh my now. god, I forgot about that. So, is it bad that I genuinely forgot about that? Eh, yeah. It, like honestly, I'm probably I'm I'm guarantee you right now I'm gonna miss like the last week. I'm I'm just gonna forget it's happening. I'm gonna be like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Patriots ten and six, playoffs in two weeks. Let's take a break, everybody. I'm gonna be like in the middle of my day and be like watching like I'll just like see a TV in a place and be like, why? Why is there a game on? The replay? <laughs> Why are the Patriots playing this week? I thought they had a bye. Nope. And they're like, oh, it's week, it's week 18. Oh, I hated <laughs> saying that. Oh, my yeah. God. Jordan, wait, is it an 18-week schedule? I don't know. I know they're playing 17 games. I don't know if they're actually going to still include the bye. I hope they they're still to. included. Yeah, I hope no, that, so. That felt gross. That's the first time I've ever said that or heard that. Week 18? Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like the expense. I like. I don't like any of them. I, that's old news. That's something I didn't get a chance to get to. Anyway, so <laughs> that you know, that's a a. They're fine. He looks good. Not saying he looks like the next guy, but you know, he's competent. I think he will be because combination of the coaching and combination of I don't hate him as a prospect. So fine. Now B the other side, 
He's really, really, really bad. And they do really, really, really bad. Just again, I just can't envision a Bill Belichick team winning two, winning three or four games. Just can't see it. Jordan, can you see it? Uh, no. No, I can't see it. But maybe that is what happens. Then they have a really good draft pick. And then they can pick a better quarterback. Higher in the draft with more promise. So, like, that's it. Like, that that's just why, I, like, I want them to go with Stidham. Because either permutation of that, I think, is better than any permutation of you adding Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston. And, once again, costs you about 1 20th as much. Now, of course, the caveat to that is maybe Bill Belichick secretly loves Jameis Winston... Loved him coming out of the draft. Thought he was the guy. Thinks he can fix him. Then fine. But clearly that's not the case because they didn't sign him. <laughs> like clearly that's not the case because they didn't sign him. But so yeah, I mean that's just, I, that's what I think they should do. I mean Jordan, like do you feel any differently? Like or do you have a different plan in mind for what the Patriots should do at quarterback? And by the way, before I, before I finish, sorry. I still think that they should draft somebody this year. I think. By the way, I still think they should draft somebody this year. Because I'm of the mind, really, that you should draft a quarterback every year, Jordan. Like, if you do not have a consistent... I don't want to say the word franchise quarterback because I hate that term because I don't know what it means. Because what defines a franchise quarterback. But, you know, if you don't have a, a consistently good... Is that a good term, Jordan? Mm-hmm. Consistently good, great, you know, franchise quarterback... If you don't have that guy, you should draft a quarterback every single year. I say this, not saying you have to pick a guy in the first round every single year, but just every single year, you should draft a guy. Mid-round, late-round, pick up a UDA, UDFA, I don't care. Just every year, add somebody. Because you, ne- like, you never know. Like, if you keep, even just keep making later-round picks... You never know if somebody's going to pop, if somebody's going to at least turn into your long, long-term long backup. I don't know, but you should always be doing that because you're not going anywhere until you get a quarterback. You should always be trying to do that. I've said that for years. And even when you have a quarterback, something that Bill Belichick has done that I think is very prudent, that he's always done, that I've always thought is great, you should still draft a quarterback every other year, which is what the Patriots have always done. And that's how you're, at the very least, you know, you have Jimmy Garoppolo. Is he the next guy? It doesn't work out. Tom Brady still stays. You can now flip that guy. You draft, you draft, and by the way, he ended up playing some games for you and winning some games. You drafted Jacoby Brissett. You were able to flip him. I don't like what they got when they traded him, but whatever. You still, you know, you turned that third round pick into, you had a quarterback ready to go. You ended up having to use him. The Patriots last year, they drafted Jarrett Stidham. Now Brady left. At least they're in a situation where they don't have nothing. Well, they at least have something that's, like I said, I don't want to overhype Jarrett Stidham, but they, you know, Jordan, they have something that's at least tangible. There's some upside to it. You always have something there. And now that the Patriots don't have a quarterback, they should draft one every year. You know, should they draft Jalen Hurts? Should they dra- They should draft maybe the kid out of Colorado. You know, if they're not in love with one of these first round guys, which I'm not, I'm not in love with at least with the guys who they're going to maybe have access to. Like, sure, like if two or Joe Burrow followed them, then yeah, obviously pick one of them. But that's not going to happen. But if a guy like 
Jordan Love is there. I don't like him. Maybe they do. I don't think they would. Like, if there's a guy you really like, then fine. Pick him in the first round because there aren't going to be that many quarterbacks you really love. But if there's not, at least still draft a mid-round guy. You know, you have another guy in the pipeline. Maybe Stidham does suck. That's somebody else you can throw in. At least see if they have something. Better than ever starting Brian Hoyer, who they brought back. Which I don't even think it was a bad move. I think it was a good idea. I think it was a smart move to bring back Brian Hoyer. I think that was a fine thing to do. But, yeah. Like, that. that is my... That is what I want the Patriots to do. Roll in with Stidham. Draft somebody if they follow you in the mid-rounds. Because you have a thousand mid-round picks. Draft somebody... And then go with that. I mean, Jordan, do you feel any differently? I mean, well... It's okay if you agree with me. You can say you agree with me. That's okay. That's allowed. <laughs> no, no. It's like, it's, I, I agree with you, but it's like... I, I guess. At least it, it's, it's going to be off here for them regardless. Oh, sure. Like, I, I mean, I'm not saying it's I don't, I don't, I don't expect them to go far in really any capacity. No, neither do I. So I think I think they should just stick with Stidham and just see what they can do no. with from there. No, and I agree. Like I'm not like I'm accepting that like they're not winning the Super Bowl. And like I said, I still think they're the favorite into the division. Maybe that's just I can't see them not being. Like I still think the roster's strong. You're you're blind to the truth, Jake. I maybe the Bills. May may you mean may you mean you mean definitely maybe, the Bills. Maybe I they're the they're the other competitor, but I don't think they're astronomically better than the Patriots if the Patriots get competent quarterback play out of somebody. I think they are. If the Patriots get adequate quarterback play, I think that they're I don't know, I think that they're they're in the same league. I mean Jets and the Dolphins are still gonna suck. But Patriots barely beat the Bills last year. Oh, sure. See how they're going to do it this year. And Bills are better than what they were last year. Yeah, no, you're right. But I I don't know. I still think that the Patriots are going to be a better coach. I mean, obviously, also, like, you got to remember, like, year-to-year Patriots rosters don't just play the exact same way. Like, the roster is still talented. It's not like they were left with nothing. I believe, like, if they can have a good draft, if they can have some guys step up, if they can get competent quarterback play. But, like I said, not important. Not, like we don't need to argue about that right now. Like that's for a, that's for a later discussion. Okay. That's a later. But it's just yeah, like just try to do it with Stidham. Try to make it work. Just just do it. Just why like why like why dink around with a guy you know is only going to be here for a year? Like why do it? Like Cam Newton's not your future. Andy Dalton's not your future. Like I said, Jared Stidham probably also not your future. But he might be. He maybe, maybe, maybe might be. So why not try? Why not just, just give it a whirl? Respond to the DM, you know? Mm-hmm. He might, he might be. So try and also draft another guy and try to get next year with them. Or see if you can get a good draft pick. I don't know. So that's how I feel about that. So those are my quarterback takes. I want to get that off my chest for a while. I actually went on a totally different podcast. A few weeks ago, that was just about that. Yeah. I went on our our good friend, Kenny Doyle. Mm. The Wicked Smart Sports Guy podcast. Check it out. After you listen to this podcast. But. So, yeah. Talk about that. But I want to talk about this on my own show. Because, you know. I also want to, you know. Use my own takes for me. I'm selfish that way. But. We'll run that. And, Jordan, we're going to talk about the Patriots offseason as a whole. Mm-hmm. Because I talk about this offseason a lot. A lot coming up to it. I did spreadsheets. I wrote like a five-part series for the newspaper on it. Previewing it. Great time. 
Great time. Loved it. Had my whole thing going. And it's... At least to me, it's gone relatively how I expected. They lost a lot of the guys I thought they were going to lose. They... I'm surprised they were able to retain Tooney. That was really the biggest surprise for me of the offseason for the Patriots. Being able to retain Tooney, then putting the franchise tag on him, I didn't expect. I thought they were going to trade him relatively quickly, but they haven't, which I want to get into maybe a little bit later. But I thought, I hoped they'd be able to retain somebody of the linebackers of Collins, Van Noy, and Roberts. I thought a market wouldn't materialize for at least one of them, just because the way these things work. I just assumed that maybe one of them they'd be able to get a deal on, and they weren't. And none of those were guys I wanted them to overpay on. So they're gone, you know. I didn't want Dorsett to stay. I didn't want him, like, Shelton leaving. They were, But they were able to retain Adam Butler like I thought they were going to do. So, really no real surprises for the Patriots in the offseason. Like I said, maybe the volume of guys they lost. I didn't expect them to lose everybody that they did. But they did. So, I mean, and then they haven't really brought much in. Which also, not that surprising. Pretty Patriot-esque. Also, this specific offseason, don't have a lot of cap space. Tom Brady, now a $13.5 million dead cap hit for this team. For this year. I'm happy they were able to re-sign McCourty. I hope they'd be able to... I think the number the number was honestly higher than I thought it would be. But they retained him. They, they also retained his brother, which I was surprised by. Although, the second that they opted into retaining... Jason McCordy, I knew Devin was coming back. I think that was obvious. Haven't cut Burkhead yet. That's like two, three million in cap space. But like that's little ticky tack things I've gotten into before. But I mean, Jordan, any real surprises for you with the Patriots offseason? Um, not particularly. Like their secondary is still intact. Yeah. So only, that's only so loss. That's, that's... Only loss from that is Deron Harmon. Oh, and of course, yeah. listed safety Nate Ebner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But I think I think their defense, all in all, didn't really. They they took a couple steps back, but I think it's still going to be fine. Yeah, it well, should like, be like should I be no the, worse than what it was last year. No, like I it might be worse because I expected that the linebacking core was gonna get gutted. Like I knew that. Like I was like, listen, like Collins, Roberts, and Van Noy, all free agents. Like I also said, I don't think they'll end up losing all of them, but they could, and they did. So that's a big hole. Now, that being said, I didn't want them to overpay for any of those guys. Van Noy, I think they made Van Noy more than Van Noy. And Van Noy stepped up and became a better player while he was here. But you don't overpay that guy. You make the next one of that guy, right? Like, you, you don't, you find the next Van Noy. Because when they traded for him, he was what, like a backup special teamer for the Lions? Mm-hmm. Or wherever he was? Yeah, like, you don't, that's what the Patriots have done. Like, you don't overpay that guy that you made. You, you make the next version of him. You make the next Van Noy. Jamie Collins, they brought back, thought he was great, thought he was a player that they really, a type of player that they needed ever since they got rid of him. Now he's gone. Don't ever pay for it. Also went to the Lions. Then Alandon Roberts. We all know my thoughts on Alandon Roberts. He was a late round pick. They got to find the next Alandon Roberts. Also went to the Dolphins. Most of these guys went to the Lions and the Dolphins. But, so that's that, like, they're gone, and so, that, like, they'll take a step back in the middle. I think this, you know, this team has not... I think the defense has not looked as great when they haven't had good linebacker play. Like, like that is a big component of this defense, but secondary's intact. 
Now you hope that a guy like Chase Winovich, Jawan Bentley, you hope a guy like that steps up. They'll be in a position in the draft to draft a linebacker in the first round. I think that's a potential first round pick for them. We can get into the draft plans in a bit, but like linebacker in, at 23, I think is really in fact in play with a guy like Patrick Queen, with a guy like Kenneth Murray. I think those guys could be here, but like the offseason is going how I expected, which was not spectacular. Like, I'm not saying that I'm in love with what's happening. Like the roster is going to take a step back, but like I said, being able to retain Tooney, unless they trade him, which I think might still be on the table, that at least helps Stidham. That at least helps the offense. You have to hope that David Andrews comes back at full health, especially with Karras leaving. But, like, yeah. Like, it brought in B. Allen, Bo Allen, who I've heard at least, like, will probably be able to be a fine nose tackle for them. Like, really... Where this team is going to get better is the draft. And they have a lot of draft picks, Jordan. They do. The New England Patriots have 12 draft picks. They have no second round pick. They have three third round picks, one fourth, bunch of sixth, bunch of sevenths. Do you think they're going to make all those picks? No. That would be insane for them to add 12 rookies to this team. Don't think it would work. Don't think they could fit. Are they lucky? Yes. This draft, really good at a lot of areas of need for the Patriots, Jordan. Besides quarterback, which I don't, which like, they might take a mid-round guy. I don't want them to take one of the, like, I don't, like I said, I don't want them to draft Jordan Love. Don't like him. Don't really love Eason. Don't love him. But there are a ton of wide receivers in this draft. They need those. There are some tight ends in this draft. There are at least a few, like I said, a few good linebackers in the area where they'll be able to draft them. There are a lot of tackles. They could use some O-line help, so. A lot of pass rushers. Like, they will be able to make the additions that they need to make in the draft, I think. If they draft well. I've seen some people say they might trade down to the second round. A lot of mock drafts I read, a lot of mock trades have them, you know, trading their first round pick, getting like two second rounders, something like that, to... Take advantage of the depth of those positions. Don't hate that. I'm not getting into the specifics of who exactly I like. That can be for a later show. With the draft being in just over two weeks, by the way, people, which is very exciting, Jordan. You know how much I love the draft. I love the draft. It's my favorite thing. I could talk at length about it. We might try to get the mock draft show together. Still, we're going to get the third annual mock draft spectacular to happen, Jordan. Are you excited for that? I'm very excited for that. Trying to get the digital version of that to happen, but... Yeah, like the Patriots, the draft will be where they hopefully make improvements to this team. It's going to be where Belichick, you know, where the pressure really does start to be on Belichick to prove that he can exist without Tom Brady. Because something I did forget to mention when we were talking about Brady, Jordan. Mm -hmm. I will give myself this. For about five years, I have said this was going to happen. I have very nearly guaranteed for a very long time to anybody who would listen to me that Tom Brady was going to leave the Patriots eventually. That Tom Brady was going to end his career with a different team. I've adamantly believed that for a very long time. Have I not? You have. Yeah, I've adamantly believed that. Because 
in the main, I mean, the main, re I mean, you know, the main reason be being that, you know, one of the main reasons being that, you know, Belichick and Brady's egos just could not coexist forever. They couldn't. Nobody's can. No, no two people that great at what they do can coexist for that long. In any field ever. Ever. Like the, ever. Is that unfair to say? It is not. No, like just like you can't because egos get in the way because they're people and they're competitive. And they have to be that competitive and that egotistical to become that great. I, nobody, I, another thing I genuinely believe, nobody can become that great at anything without having a gigantic ego. Like, to even dare to try to be, like, the best of all time at something, you have to have a giant ego. Is that not wrong? It's, it's not, it's not wrong. Exactly. So I've said for years that Brady was going to leave. And the other big part of that is that, and I've said this forever, the only thing left Jordan for I... And also why when people said, oh, they're going to retire together. I never believed that. I never, ever believed that was going to happen. I think that's an insane notion people had. But the only thing left for Belichick and Brady both to do in their careers at all, the only thing that they could do that would affect at all the way they're perceived at this point is win without each other. That's the only thing. Because that's the only, for both of them, that's the only like that's the really the only real knock you have on either Brady or Belichick. At all, like the only legitimate one is oh Brady's the greatest of all time. Oh no, but he couldn't win without Belichick. Oh Belichick's the greatest coach of all time. Oh, but he had Brady the whole time. Like that's, am I wrong? Is that not the only real legitimate thing you can say to argue against either of them? Uh, I mean, yeah, but like I, I wouldn't because no, I, it's, I wouldn't either. I don't believe that. But yeah, it's not, it's nonsensical. No, but it, it's the only thing with a shred of truth to it because they didn't, because they haven't. It's like I said, like if they win, it's like I've always said, if even if they go, even they went on to win three more Super Bowls together, that's still the inescapable fact. <laughs> they haven't done it without each other. And it's like I've always said too. One Super Bowl for either of them without the other one is 10 times better for their legacy than two or three more together. Am I wrong on that? Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, but like, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that sentiment, honestly. No, I don't either, but I'm saying like, if you are talking about like legacy building, which is what you're which is what the only thing that they can possibly be doing at this point, because they've done everything. Like, they've won every earthly thing you could want, like, every mortal football thing you could want. Like, now, you know, now they're trying to establish themselves. The only <laughs> Jordan, they've won every mortal battle. The only thing they can do now is compete with how high they raise in the, <laughs> in the order of the heavens. <laughs> but it's, so it's, a it's a battle of ascension. Exactly, that's the only thing they can do now, because they've done everything. <laughs> now it's just about, like, what ways can you do it in that eliminate, like, tiny loopholes in you being the best of all time. And deep down, they both definitely want that. Like, there's no chance that either of them doesn't really want to win without the other. Because it's the only thing they can do. They don't... That's the only thing you do so that you're not completely interlocked with this other person. And, they, and they're always going to be, but... That sort of thing. And that's why, you know, Belichick probably loves this. He's embracing this. 
in this draft, like this is it. Like not now you have like now also the margin of error way smaller without Brady. Because Brady being as good as Brady was for as long as Brady was at the price Brady was at. I've said this too. Ultimate cheat code for roster building. Like them being able to get truly elite quarterback play at the price they were able to get it at. Nothing like no team will ever get anything like that ever again for that long. Ever. Ever. And now Belichick, you know, we need... And like I said, that's a knock on Belichick. You can say, oh, well, he was able to do it with Brady being cheap. Now he doesn't have that. Now he's trying to do it. So the draft, going to be huge for this team. Also, Jordan, transitioning mm-hmm. away from the Patriots, the draft is going to be huge for everybody this year because according to a memo from the NFL, I don't know if you saw this, the NFL draft. What? I said I did see it. Ah, excellent, Jordan. You did your homework. The <laughs> draft going fully digital. Nobody from any team, I believe, if I'm reading it correctly, none of the staff members of these teams, none of the front offices, they can't even be together. Nope. The the different members can't be in the team facilities. They can't be in their own offices. They have to be separate, like Zoom meeting each other. However, they, the digital war room, because the draft obviously is not letting anybody go to the draft. I think it's a way to do it. And I'm overjoyed that they're still doing the draft, by the way, Jordan. Yeah. Over Because A, I love the draft. And B, I'd rather they do this than try and postpone it because I just want it to happen because I need something to do. I need something to think about. And I know it, like, I get that it sucks for the players that can't go to the draft and be there, but that's also not even one-seventh of the players who get drafted, so they'll live. Like, I I do think that Joe Burrow will live not having walked across the stage at the NFL draft. I don't know if he will. I can't say, I, I can't genuinely say that because it's not my life-changing experience, but he'll have others. You know, he make up for it when he comes out of the tunnel on opening day. Like, it'll be fine. Week one, it'll be fine. But week one of 18, it'll be fine. But the draft is going digital. And I just kind of want to talk about that, Jordan, because I think that's going to be a nightmare. I genuinely think that is going to be a mess. <laughs> if anything, something I just thought of. Would you like to know what I just thought of? What did you just think of? At least one of these teams is going to get busted for, like, War Room Gate. At least one team is going to get busted for, like, getting sick of trying to figure out how these Zoom meetings work and getting too many people together in one room, like, in, like, some rented office space somewhere. Like, do you not believe that at least one team's front office is going to just get sick of trying to figure it out and just, like, rent some covert office space and try and do it on the DL and just try to be together. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if everyone hasn't figured it out already, I mean, I imagine like Microsoft and like Skype, they, uh, I imagine they're prepping something very easy to use and feasible for the NFL. Well, here's the thing, Jordan, you gotta think about this too. It's not only them being together. How do you mm-hmm. negotiate trades? Like, are you in the, like, are you in the war room? Like, I don't know. You're Leslie Sneed, GM of the Rams. And you're like, okay, we got to we gotta talk to the Saints 
Okay, I'm gonna get out of our Zoom call, and I'm gonna call the Saints GM, and then he can answer me, and then he has to get off the phone with me, off Zoom with me, go back to his staff, then come back to me, I need to go talk to him, go off, go back to you guys, tell you what he said, get your opinion, then go back and agree on a trade, all within the span of like 90 seconds. Because you see, um, that's where I think you're going to see the breakdowns. Is in the trades. The team's trying to figure that out. And this is where the analytics department came out, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Do you know the average age of an NFL GM? 65 plus. I know the average age of an NFL GM. Do you know how I figured it out? You uh, you ran the numbers. I looked up the age of every single NFL GM and averaged it out. Yes. Oh boy. Before the I have a do- I have a Google Doc. I wrote them all down. Now here is the thing. Here was the biggest takeaway from that, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Not every NFL GM's <laughs> age is readily find findable on the internet. Some of them just aren't on Wikipedia. It's weird. Like some of them, you Google their age, you can't find it. Some of them. Their age is not there, but, like, the year they graduated high school was there. So I had to kind of crunch the numbers a little bit. But I found that the average age of an NFL GM is about 49. Oh, that's not that's not, that's, that's not that old. Then. It's not as old as I thought. But even then, how are you doing with your professors trying to figure out this Zoom stuff, Jordan? Um... Well, three three of them figured it out. Uh, nice. I don't I don't know I don't know what the fourth one's doing. So you're saying that what at least one in every four older person struggles yeah. with technology, at least. <laughs> I I guess. Based, Would you say that number might... this, based off this very limited sample size? Uh, honestly, I'd say that number would probably be higher. If you get you know if you get a busy Jordan, you're going to have. A, like a just a whole gaggle of boomers trying to figure this all out at once. I just don't think it's gonna work well. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be some weird stories coming out of this. <laughs> like you're just gonna have some co- have some GMs are gonna find out they were trying to negotiate a trade for about a minute and that they were on mute or something. Like I don't think it's gonna work, Jordan. I really don't think it will. I don't know. Do you feel differently? Because I, I just don't have any confidence in it. I I mean I do because it's not like it's not like them setting up the technology like to have like no. IT departments and all that stuff. But the, I don't think they can uh, have the IT people there with them when they're doing it. I mean they can have them set it up. Yeah, but then I mean what happens like in the middle of it, like when they inevitably mess something up or like change the setting by mistake, and then you're calling uh, tech support instead of calling to make a trade. Like I just think it just becomes I just think it'll just become a mess. Eh, maybe I don't like. Do you think Bill Belichick isn't gonna get frustrated with it and give up after like 15 minutes of not getting it to work right? I mean, I mean, honestly, if we if we know anything about Bill Belichick, he already he already has the pre the trades pre set up already. Well, also, if I know anything about Bill Belichick, is that the man gets frustrated with a tablet. He does get frustrated with tablets. He does not like those Microsoft Surface tablets. No. So like I said, like that guy's going to have to be figuring out like an interlocking web of video calls with all of his staff and other teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. You, we'll like, see. It, you see, like when you think about it like that, do you like I just I don't think that the 74-year-old man trying to trying to fiddle with that is going to 
Like, he'll probably have his sons with him when he's drafting, because they're on the staff. It's just like, they'll just all be yelling at each other. Like, it's just not going to work. I mean, I'm I'm more concerned about how they're actually going to, like, film and present it. That's, that's my issue. See, that my part of the part not- going to be bad. Because <laughs> you can still do the whole thing. You can still, like, have Goodell, like, come out, like, to some kind of podium, do the pick. It'll be kind of weird, because, like, there's no noise, but, like, you accept that right now, like, Oh, like, you're going to have cameras in, like, a bunch of the prospects' houses, I imagine. They already do that anyway. Yeah, but, like, on a normal year, there's only, like, maybe, like, you know, 12 of them actually don't go to, like, the draft. But, like, now you have, like, the entirety of whoever's going to get up and be announced during, you like, the first three rounds. See, only, like, 20 people go to the draft, though. Like, yeah. that num- out of, like, the 250-something people who get drafted. Like... It'll be weird that, like, the analysts, like, aren't there. They'll probably be in, like, another studio or something. Like, it'll look weird, but I don't think it's going to be, like, that bad. Like, it'll be kind of weird when they, like, want to go to a war room and it's just, like, Howie Roseman sitting in his house. But I don't think it'll be that bad. I'm, I'm, I'm confident the NFL has the structure to pull this off, the infrastructure to pull this off. Yes, I don't know I, if they have the infrastructure to pull it off and then competently present it. I think they'll be presented fine. Well, that's not up to the NFL. That's up to the TV people. Well, yeah. Like, the, like, the, and, like ESPN figures that out. And, you know, they're like a TV station. Yeah. Like, I ESPN, think that'll be figured yeah, out yeah. fine. But, yeah. I think it'll be fun to watch a bunch of old men try and figure out technology. I'm just excited for that. That part of it I'm excited for. That part, I think, I think that'll add a new wrinkle to things, Jordan. Mm. I think that'll be the game changer for the NFL draft this year. Now, outside of that, we'll move on to another thing I want to talk about. Another league, we'll move away from football. This whole podcasting thing, I'm still getting used to it. Usually, I might have gone to a commercial break a few times during that last segment, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Might have gone to a break, might not have sworn. I swore once. That was fun. You did, but that you was, can do that. That was up bound by the laws. You're not yes. bound by the laws of government. The FCC won't let me be. Yeah. But now that I'm just on the wild web of the internet, I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. But I got to work on these podcast transitions because I genuinely don't know how to do it. Without, like, the crutch of a commercial break. Like, you think that... Ha- okay, I'm going to break. I'm going I'm to diverge for a second. You think that having the commercial break in the format makes it harder? To me, I find it a lot easier. Because <laughs> it makes it a lot easier for me to not go on an hour-long rant about Jarrett Stidham. Yes. Because I can at do. least say, okay, we're going to stop and go to a break and then reset and come back. Like, I don't really know how to transition to the next topic. I really... Like, the last, like, all the NFL stuff is fine because it's all basically the same. That's easy to transition through. Now we're going to move on to another sport. Like, how, how do I do this? How do we do this, Jordan? Should I get, like, a uh, sound effect? Like, should I just, like, you want. add one in? Is that the fancy thing to do? I mean, you can do whatever you want in post-productions. I mean, you can you can have commercial breaks and, like, transitions. I know, but, like, I don't... There's nothing saying you can. Can I get sponsors? They ever want to sponsor this? Are there any businesses anymore? Uh... <laughs> I mean, if you if you really if you if you really have access to like the MegSeg files, you can just go and get like a big Tony's. Ad. I don't want to do that. If I'm gonna have commercials, I want to have to be my commercials. Oh, but you don't want to sponsor Big Tony's Home of the Gangster. Right? I mean, listen, if they like want to pay me. 
then yeah, like, J- they can be a sponsor 100%. 100% they can. But Jake, they delivered till every day till 4 a.m. Jake, listen, Jordan, they're not paying us. Stop it. Stop doing what you're doing. Stop, stop, stop right now. You're, 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 every word you're saying right now is just costing me money. <laughs> it is. It is. Money that you, you're giving them too much free room, Jordan. I did. You, you shut your mouth right now. But okay. Although but, I do really, I do kind of want a gangster rap. <laughs> listen, dude, I want any kind of food that's not that I didn't make myself. <laughs> I, 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 I. This is definitely not a good use of the term food desert. That's a very disrespectful use of that term, but I'm in like a takeout desert out here. Oh yeah, you are out here in Little Compton. But yeah, I mean, I guess like the 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 businesses I, the businesses I could still get to sponsor, like grocery stores, they're still going. They Do are. hospitals run ads? Can I get an ad for a hospital, maybe? You can. Oh, I think the hospitals probably want less people going to them. Yeah, probably. Online colleges? Like if I'm okay, Jordan. Here's something I thought of the other day. Mm-hmm. This is the time for like the University of Phoenix to go in. Like if I'm like the like the president of DeVry right now, this is when I start running ads. It's like, hey, everything's online college now. But difference is our professors, our people, know how to do it. We're used to it. It's what they come in knowing they have to, so they're prepared. Oh, your professor who's never taught an online class, it's kind of a mess. Ours won't be. Come here. Like, this is when I make the pitch if I'm an online college, Jordan. Mm-hmm. And then this... you get a job in four years, and then you find out your degree is worthless. Well, maybe you don't. But, well, it's not worthless if you got a job. Well, if you can't get a job. Well, that's true. But that's the point. But, you know, what if we're all on online college for the next two years anyway? What if this quarantine goes forever? There's no end in sight. I mean, I'm I'm done with school next year. I mean, I, I still... <laughs> so what? So because you had a year of online at Indiana, that's better than the University of Phoenix. Yes. Okay, fair enough. But it's just you know, I'm just saying if I am online colleges like that, like now is the time to make your marketing push. Now, oh, definitely. Because like everybody's in that boat now, and like you are the best at that. I assume. I assume they're better at it than like the than, than the most of the faculty at colleges who not through any fault of their own. I'm not knocking them, but just it's not what you do. It's not what you. It's not what you are hired or signed up to do. You know, like, teaching an online class, honestly, what I've realized, it seems like it's a lot more similar to being, like, a YouTube content producer than being a professor. Basically. Like, in a lot of ways. And not to knock it, but it's just, you know, like, you you have to create a completely different form of presentation to convey information. That's way different from teaching a normal class. Online college professors? Like I said, I've never been to one. I've never actually seen a class, but the, I assume that they're better at it. Because that's what they do. So... Now's your time to come out of the woodworks. Just saying. I'll give them that one for free. See, Jordan, I can't transition between topics. I can't do it. I don't know how to do it. Let's talk about DeVry for five minutes. Yep. Is this podcasting? Is this what... I've heard that podcast... I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, I'm going to be honest. But... Really? I listen to a lot of radio. Uh, but... Oh, yeah, because you're, you're a radio man. I'm a radio man, exactly. But... So the next thing we're going to talk about is going to be the NBA... And how the NBA, Jordan, like like most things that we enjoy, collectively as a species, not happening right now, was was completely ripped out of our lives. Mm-hmm. Swiftly and with no remorse. NBA, not happening right now. 
Playoffs hadn't happened yet. The proposal that's been going around, at least it's been floating around, mm-hmm. has been the idea, and the one I want to talk about, the idea of the NBA at some point in the future, in the next couple months, trying to do some kind of postseason tournament, all localized in one area, mainly Las Vegas has been the one that's been talked about. And however that would look, I personally really like that. Like, really like that idea. You come together, I don't know how it looks. Maybe, you know, I don't know if they just could do a... I imagine how it looks, at least the way I would want it to look. You take all the teams that were going to be in the... That would be in the playoffs now if the season ended. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. I don't think I have any gigantic... Like, there were some teams that were kind of fighting to get in there, but whatever. Like, screw them. Sorry. Fringe ninth seed in the West. Like, sorry, Wizards. Sorry, Trailblazers. You're out. Like, it didn't happen for you. You bring it together. You do some kind of a tournament. You can't... I mean, you you can't do best of seven series, I imagine. Just because that would probably take too long, but maybe you do best of three? Obviously, like I said, you have all the players local. They're all in Vegas. They all stay in one area. They don't go anywhere. You have no fans. That's what I've talked about. But you just go to one of like the summer league places, and at least how I see it, that is what becomes just me. You have all the playoff teams do like a best of three series each, and maybe you have like the conference finals or just the finals. I don't know. Maybe then you have like the conference finals be best of five. And then the finals, maybe you, you you do make that a full best of seven. Or you just make the finals a best of five. I don't know. But like something like that. I really like that. And maybe because it's basically just the NBA playoffs now that I'm saying it out loud. I am basically just saying just do the playoffs. But, I mean, do you think, I mean, A, Jordan, do you like that idea? B, if not, do you have any better idea? C, do you think it's even feasible? Um, maybe not in Las Vegas. Well, I mean, Vegas has been the place that they've talked about doing it. So that's like what I'm going with. Because there is infrastructure to do like NBA stuff. Because that's where they do a lot of the summer league. Like I said, that's just been a place that's just been brought up a lot. Maybe because it's in a desert. I don't know. I mean, well, it it depends if Las Vegas is a safe place, which I don't know. If it is a safe place, like like if Las Vegas is just like empty and like desolate. And, like, all the casinos are, like, closed because no one's, like, going to Las Vegas on well, a trip. Well, they are. Well, the idea would be, I guess how it's been floated out, is you test everybody who's coming. Because some NBA players had it, including Marcus Smart. But you, te- who's now donating his plasma, by the way, when he heals. So, shout out to Marcus Smart for that. I want to say that because they say a lot of bad things about Marcus Smart. But a lot of criticisms. But did you hear about that, Jordan? No. When he heals, he's donating his plasma for, for coronavirus research. So, so, good for him good guy but like I, I guess the idea is you bring them all to one place you test everybody involved and then you like lock them all together like you lock them in somewhere and you don't let anybody in or out so I, I, fine wherever it is fine Vegas I like that's the place has been floated out but fine like regardless of where they do it so, some remote place so beyond that Jordan what, what do you think uh, yeah, sure. Why not? You see, I really like the idea when I say it. I will say I, like, I kind of don't think it's at all feasible. Because I don't, because if, for the fact that if like one person was not showing symptoms and just didn't come up positive on the test, 
Which I don't know how that works, exactly. It just ruins the whole goddamn thing. Yep. And then, you know, the league and the owners and everybody put all the money into organizing this and probably building up a lot of stuff. And then it immediately can't... Because ha- like I said, if one person gets it, it's done. Like, if one equipment guy, like, goes off the reservation one day, then comes back with it, it's just done. So just like... If anything stops it, it's just like the... The fragility of it. So, I don't know, am, I, am I right to sh- shoot down my own idea like that? Or do you have hope? Um... Uh... I mean, well, for everybody I know who deals with epidemiology, uh, they are hypothesizing that in the next coming week, we're going to hit a peak. But after that, we're going to be behind our curve. So considering that fact, it could be feasible, maybe not this month, maybe not really in May, but beginning of June, middle of June, maybe. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why maybe my exact format doesn't work. Like, also, I mean, honestly, if it was like a one game bracket. That's also kind of cool. Isn't that kind of cool? Yeah. You get the NBA playoff teams, like, like one, like, then, that's how you actually maybe get upsets in series. Like, real deal upsets. Which, that I don't think the players would ever go for. I don't think, like, a two seed wants to lose to a seven seed because of one fluke game. Also, apparently, some, like, like some players, like LeBron, are very against this idea because they don't want to have to, you know, be locked in with everybody. That's fair. Like, they probably just don't, like, some of these, like, real superstars, I'm sure, don't want to be thrown in, like, a dorm somewhere for, yeah, I, for a month. Yeah, yeah. If I if I have, a, if I have like, a billion-dollar contract, I don't want to be, like, stuck in, like, <laughs> like... ULV? UNL, yeah, UNLV's dorms. <laughs> with, every, with the whole rest of the NBA? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, LeBron, we'll at least give you a triple room for yourself. You'll get a whole suite to yourself. Like, just just LeBron and Anthony Davis, they're just, you know, they just, they just got the double to themselves. <laughs> I, I think they both get their own double. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's funny if they're, if they're, like, in a double. Do they, they're, just... they're like, and they're like, okay, LeBron, AD, so do you want to have two beds? Or do you want to do bunk beds? If you do bunk beds, you have more floor room. And you guys are pretty big, so you might want it. So like the, who, who, the, who, the who NBA brings the mini fridge? Well, some of the players that wanted to save a little bit off the top, they they do a triple. <laughs> like some of the rookies, they're like, oh, we'll we'll do a triple. It'll it'll it's more, it's more economical. It saves us some money on the on the housing mm-hmm. if we do a triple together. But then hey, like maybe like your third guy doesn't show up, and now you're getting a triple price, but you two guys. Like those are the people mm-hmm. who make out. <laughs> they, they got like hard you got like two seven footers you have to share a dorm room yeah that's pretty that's actually pretty great you see no no don't even do the tournament just film that actually <laughs> actually never mind just shove <laughs> just shove everybody into a dorm tell them that they're gonna be get that's the show that's the pitch you tell them that there's gonna be a tournament and then there's not a tournament. They're just locked in freaking dorms for a month. Damn, what do you call it? What do you call it, Jordan? What do you call the show? 
Hmm. Uh, School. Um. Uh, boards and baskets, something like that. Something, something in that vein. Getting them boards. Parentheses ing. I don't know. Yeah, something, something, something definitely with boards. The the basketball housing crisis. <laughs> ooh, ooh, protect my house. No. Protect our house. Something like that. That's at least a tagline. That's at least like a that's at least like a tagline on like a billboard for it somewhere and it's like it's like it's like Lebr- it's like one of the, like LeBron or somebody in front of like a dorm room but they look like really fierce like they're protecting home court but behind I don't know. It's something. It's in my head. I can't describe it. It's not transitioning to words. It's like a really cheese I don't know, I'll figure it out. But anyway, so maybe that's what they do. That's my actual proposal. There are no games. <laughs> they, they, they're playing like Cards Against Humanity in the lounge. Mm-hmm. You, you got a game between like John Morant. <laughs> like Tatum. <laughs> There's a line for the shower. Everybody's pissed. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's, it's a good... It's a, <laughs> Paul George is taking too long in the shower. They only got, oh yeah, they only got four per floor. <laughs> Said there's there's a fifteen minute hard limit on the shower. <laughs> they have to fill out roommate agreements together. Yep. <laughs> oh, who's gonna be? Wait, who's the RA? That's what I was about to say. Who's the, is it? The coaches? <laughs> it's like Steve Kerr, the RA for one floor. And he's like trying to be like the hip, cool RA. They're like Brad Stevens is like. He's he's trying not to be like, you know what kind of RA Brad Stevens is. Yeah, then like then like Popovich, he's like the RA for like the the honors the honors floor. Oh, nice! Not is there an honors floor? Oh, there's there got to be an honors floor. Okay, how does that work? Who's on that? Is that like where the all stars go? Is that where like, does like the smart <laughs> players go? Maybe, and they they just like they have like study hall. They just watch films every every day for like two hours, and like Popovich <laughs> just like lectures to them. Okay, interesting. Okay. He just, he just shows like old Tony Parker highlights. <laughs> hey, listen. Like, okay. listen this is what to- we were doing in 2013, kids. <laughs> like Tony Parker's there for some... Oh, God. Um. Oh, God. What else? Who else? Who else would be there? What else? How else would it be? This is the sun, the joy, but cook him in gas now. <laughs> is Mark Cuban there for no reason? Like he's trying to like... Oh, like, he has to be. Like Mark like the Cub- hall- no, Mark Cuban's the hall director. No, no, Mark Cuban's like trying to have a room because he wants to be like cool and blend in with the, re- with the players. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah like Chris Stops and like Luca are like those like European kids who are like blasting music every night with like... Have a, who have like a sick lighting system in their room for no reason. Oh, they have they have like the string lights you're not supposed to have. Yup, yup, yup. Like the like multicolor like that. Like every floor has that. Every building has like those fucking kids, right? Yeah. God. Uh. For sure. For sure. Oh God, this is Jimmy Butler is a guy who never has a shirt on on the floor for some reason. <laughs> it's one hundred percent Jimmy Butler at least. Has to be Jimmy Butler. Oh god, this this is this is good. This is good. Who gets busted for smoking in their room first? <laughs> you have to have like you have to have like Dion Waiters trying to be like, nah, bro, bro. If we put a towel underneath the door, we'll be fine. No, we just gotta smoke in the bathroom. 
it will go through the vent. <laughs> what happens if you get written up? <laughs> you have to do like suicides or something? What happens? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> God. <laughs> What movies are they watching in the in the lounge every night together? Who who no? Who's the one per, Who's the one guy on the floor whose computer has the HDMI input? <laughs> the only one who can get the computer on the TV. Like this. Like there's always like this one person who's like, oh, I'll go get the cable for my PS4, but somebody else needs to have a laptop that can that has an HDMI input. Like who has the who has the adapter for the Mac? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, this is oh, this is this is pretty great. We're on, so, we're on to something here, Jordan. We are. Are people? We is everybody are. is everybody hesitant and weird about Rudy Gobert at first? <laughs> yes. Do they make like everybody like like kind of weird and touchy with him at first? Yeah, everyone's, everyone just like walks around him in the hallway. They just like step by and wait for him to pass. Nice, nice. <laughs> Oh god. Okay. Who else? Who else? What are, what are other roles people can have in this? Who? What else is important? Who's like? Who's like up at like two a.m. studying every night? <laughs> that might be LeBron. <laughs> Just that one guy who's up with like, I mean, I was gonna say like the one guy with like bas- who's like up with like basketball short. No, who has like the super like souped out shower cart, like shower <laughs> basket? There's only there's one person. There's like, so much stuff in their shower basket. I'm. I'm saying I'm saying James Harden. James Harden like all, is all is all for his beard. No, no, because that's different. No, no, no. Like beard people are different. For beard people, it's like a ritual. Get tri- doing a nice trim at night. Listen, my first year we had spa nights every couple of every few weeks. We have a nice, nice, relaxing time trimming our faces together. That was a thing. Okay, this is good. This is good. So, so this, yeah, no, scratch my original proposal. Like, this is what we're doing. Like, this, <laughs> this is what the NBA should do. Just shove him into a dorm somewhere and just kind of see what happens. I think, I think we should call it the, the, the Bleacher Report and, like, have this be, like, a, a game of zones. Yeah, I was about to say, know. like, this is, like, the next, like, this is the next. But you don't even need to animate it. You just make it happen. <laughs> you just got to bamboozle all the playoff teams. You gotta hope they don't read the contract. <laughs> oh, this this is this is excellent. This this is excellent. I'm into this, Jordan. I want this to happen very badly now. <laughs> email email the league. I will. Okay, I've been trying to get in touch with some NBA teams because I have some articles I want to write. NBA teams not easy to get in touch with when their offices are closed. Not yeah, easy. I w- I- I don't I know imagine. people. Think me, it's reminding me that I don't know people, and that makes me sad. Like, very sad. But. I'm still trying to think of a name for it. Yeah, just call up, just call up Woj and be like, hey, you have some, you have some people I can talk to? <laughs> Boarding house. Gotta get them. Bo- Maybe we're getting too locked in on this board thing. Dorm. I, I mean, I mean, it's, it's 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 the it's the it's the obvious pun. Dorm. Like I'm not I'm not married to it, but like it's it's the obvious go to. I'm still kind of with like protect this house or something like that. Was that really a basketball thing? I guess that's a basketball I, thing. I, 
I, I mean, I think that was like the uh, the thing for like Under Armour for like a couple years. Yeah, yeah. Somebody sponsored by Under Armour. Get Under Armour on the line about it. I don't. I don't think that uh, does the NBA. The NBA has a deal with Adidas, right? Ah, probably. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember. It's been so long since I watched a basketball game. <laughs> you remember basketball? I do. I'll be like, oh, hey, a game's probably on right now. I can just, like, switch to, like, another tab in my computer browser yes. and, like, look at it. It's but, true. like, there is no basketball anymore. No. Who would you want to be your RA? What what coach would you like to be your RA? Oh, no, I'm kind of mar- married to Popovich as my RA. Yeah, you would be. That's why you're in grad school. <laughs> <laughs> That's the attitude that has you and you trying to get that MA. And yet, Jordan, here you are locked in your house like the rest of us. Yep. But I'm not in Indiana, though. <laughs> you are not in Indiana. Oh, God. Who's, like, the one guy who's, like, always trying to cook these super elaborate meals in the lounge but always leaves it a mess? <laughs> who's that? <laughs> who's doing that? Oh, uh, I think it's, it's going to be, like, Russell Westbrook and, like, someone else. No, I don't think so. No. Maybe Giannis? Oh, yeah. It might be Gian- Yeah. Because, you know, he is the Greek freak. So, you exactly. know, he's in there, like, cooking lamb every night. But, like, leaves it a complete mess. Everybody's pissed about it. Well, like, everybody's too passive or aggressive to ever say anything. See, everybody had the exact... See, everybody just lives the same life. It's crazy. Like, these are all very vague things. I'm... Like, these are all very... Actually, no, these are all very specific experiences that I've had, and I know that everybody who's listening who lives in the dorm is like, yes, I've had that happen to me too. That exact thing you're describing. Yeah, I know that person. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling stories I actually have without names, which we're all living the same sim, with slightly different RNG. Basically. But yes, that's what I think the NBA should do. So that's, that's all I have about that. Any, 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 any other juice out of that for you, Jordan? Uh, uh, no, 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 me either. No. All right. That thing's, I think it's about going to do it for us here, Jordan, for the first ever <laughs> stadium experience pod. I mean, do you want to talk about baseball? <laughs> I mean, I look, but we've been going on for like what? Yeah, we, hour <laughs> two, and a half. Two hour. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. We've, we've hit the threshold, but okay. yeah, no, I mean, that about does it for us here, Jordan. I think this is pretty successful. What do you think? Yeah, this has been it's been pretty good, pretty good round. Yeah, you want to do this again sometime? Are we gonna keep it with the advanced as I continue to build up the advanced, uh, advanced sound lab here at my house? Yeah, definitely. All right, all right. We'll see you all probably next week. Thank you. This has been the first ever Stadium Experience podcast. Don't be afraid to check out this. This will be posted on SoundCloud. Check out the official Stadium Experience Facebook page. We're gonna be trying to make a video companion for this, Jordan. Post on really? Anchor TV, Rick. Yes. Wow. Yes, we might be going video, which might just be one photo of me editing LeBron James into a into a LeBron James and Anthony Davis into a bunk bed, and that just might be the video the whole time. <laughs> and who's ever watching this just has to be like, well, for the first hour of like Jarrett Stidham chatter, be like, what? Why? What is this? Why is this <laughs> the image? And then it'll get about you know an hour in and be like, oh, I get it. I'm in. I'm in on this now be like i understand i understand so that's gonna be it uh thanks for tuning in everybody you can follow me on twitter at jake r-e-l-m-s-l-i-e thank you to jordan moment for joining me and Mm -hmm. i and maybe some other combination of people will be with you all next time have a good week everybody stay safe stay indoors